Hi, my name is Bob Brooks, founder of Long in the Tooth Podcast. Many years ago, when my Aunt Maxine, a wonderful crazy aunt of mine was living, she had some health issues. One time as she came out of the doctor's office, her adult children asked her if she talked to the doctor about her health issues, and she replied, no, I figured what he didn't know wouldn't hurt him. And that kind of leaves you scratching your head. But you know, that's what most dentists do too. Most dentists fail to plan ahead for the sale of their practice, which costs them hundreds of thousands of dollars and burdens the ones they love with uncertainty about the future. So every Friday on Long the Tooth, we share non-clinical insights from dental industry experts to help practice owners prepare for the sale of their practice today so they maximize profitability and peace of mind in the future. In season two, I'm excited to welcome Randon Jensen and Marie Chatterley as the host and moderators. Randon and Marie have guided hundreds of practice owners to successful transitions over the years. They've put together a great lineup of timely topics that will increase your confidence, capital, and control as you prepare for the sale of your practice today. For all the hard work you put into building a practice, we believe that you, your family, and your staff deserve to transition after the sale into an even richer and more rewarding season of life. So subscribe today and tune in every Friday to glean new insights. Hi, welcome to the Long in the Tooth podcast. This is Randon Jensen, and I'm here with Marie Chatterley. Marie, hi. Hi. So we are practice transition specialists. We work exclusively with dentists and dental specialists, facilitating the sale of dental practices, mergers, partnerships, acquisitions, appraisals, etc. Anything that has to do with the transition of a dental practice, we do that. I've been doing this, uh, I guess I'm coming on my 23rd year. And you, Marie? Uh, 16th year. 16th year. So between us, that's a, a full-grown bit of experience. So hopefully we'll be able to share some things with you as we discuss today, topics that may be and hopefully are beneficial to you as you're contemplating and or preparing for a transition. One of the first topics we thought may really be useful because we get this question a lot. How often would you say you get this question, Marie? When should I tell my staff? Should I tell my staff? How do I tell my staff? Oh, I would say every every client asks me that question. It's a conversation that comes up pretty early on in the transition process. And for good reason. I think this is the one thing that causes the most anxiety for any prospective seller is how to coordinate successfully with the staff members so that they feel on board with the process. They don't feel left behind. They feel that they've been informed early enough, but not informed so early that there's a big gap between when they're informed and then when a buyer actually comes. Right, exactly. And I think that's the key is not waiting. In my experience, you can wait too late, but you really can't do it too early. Now, I know there's some exceptions to that rule, but what do you use as a general rule or how do you usually respond to that question? Uh, my typical rule is I do prefer that we have a practice under contract, so a letter of intent signed. And then most of the time, I also prefer that we have formal approval for financing with the buyer, especially in the last couple of years with restrictions from lenders being a lot stricter. I do find that I've had some troubles with lending on a few different situations. So I like for both of those to take place first. And in that interim, we've usually always completed the due diligence portion for the buyer, as well as the contracts are typically completed in that window as well. But I do not like that to be too close to the closing date. So I feel like two weeks 
before the closing date is kind of my bare minimum. I really don't want to do anything later than that. Definitely not right before close or the day of close, at least two weeks ahead of time, if not more, if possible. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. Well, for me, it's even further out if I can, but I agree. I agree no later than two weeks um, before and preferably much sooner than that. Um, like you said, there can be things that'll come up last minute, like the financing or other things that can derail or delay. And sometimes you don't, or or could cause the transaction to fall apart entirely. And you don't want to be backpedaling with patient or excuse me, with staff if they have a certain expectation involved. But it's interesting to note though, that the transitions that I've been involved with that have gone the smoothest, that have gone the best, the staff have been told right from the very beginning. The seller has let the staff in, let them know, even before he's listed the practice, they're involved. So we then have access to the staff. We work with the staff through the whole process of gathering information for the appraisal. Uh, they're involved in the whole process of vetting the, the buyer to take over. They have an opportunity to meet with the buyer. The buyer has an opportunity to meet with them, which I think is fantastic. You don't have to, to uh, sneak around and back alleys and exchange keys in the middle of the night to try and get in. The staff are there and they know. And without fail, staff have come back later and said, I'm so glad I was involved in the process. I'm so glad the seller trusted me enough, cared about me or us enough to involve us in the process early on. Uh, and the level of trust goes up tremendously. The transition just goes so much smoother. Yes, I would say, I mean, I've had a couple of exceptions where staff were informed really early on and then a buyer backed out, but those are pretty uh, infrequent times that that has happened. But even the couple of times that we did have staff informed really early on and a buyer that backed out partway through the process, the staff members still stayed. I didn't have them leave during that window. So I would say for the most part, it is much smoother to have them informed early on. And they do feel a lot of trust from the seller, which makes them feel higher trust throughout the process. And I definitely default to something my father told me years ago, which if a staff member leaves, you know, in this little window between informing them and the close date, they likely had a foot out the door in the first place. So this was just the excuse that they're taking to leave. And I'd rather know that they're leaving right then than the day of closing. Bingo. Because I have had a buyer that was pretty upset that a staff member said they were leaving the day of closing with a seller that informed them the day before closing. So I'm not going to pretend that I don't have sellers that wait, uh, that inform their staff really early on all the time. I do have some that prefer to tell them a day or two before closing. I don't think that ever really goes well. And in one situation, I did have a staff member that left and my buyer was pretty upset about that. And I worried they were going to back out because of losing a key staff member the day of closing. So if somebody is going to leave, I do prefer I know that at least, you know, two, three weeks before the closing. So there's plenty of time to scramble and find a new employee before we close. Even though I understand right now that in our climate, especially in uh, where I'm located, it's finding staff is challenging, but I still want to know that sooner than later. Yeah, you're exactly right. If, if very rare, and usually that's the biggest concern, right? When we, when we bring up this issue, when we talk with issues with doctors and they said, Oh, I don't want to tell my staff. I always ask them, well, what's your biggest concern? Well, my concern is my staff's going to leave. And, um, in my experience, never, almost never happens, um, regardless of whether they're told in advance. But I have had staff upset and choose to leave if they're told too late. Yes, um, I've had, correct. I would say um, I really can only think of one transition in the last 16 years where I had a staff member leave 
that was informed pretty early on in the process. Um, but the seller did tell me they worried that that staff member was planning on leaving regardless. Um, but I've, <laughs> I would have to say though, when I have staff told like a day or two before closing or the day of closing, that's the one that makes me nervous because I have had a handful of times where staff members do leave when they're informed just a day or two before. Right. I'm angry that they weren't told early enough about the process. I mean, frankly, I have staff members that are upset that are told two weeks ahead of time. They don't feel like that was enough time to digest the information. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Yeah, you're exactly right. More Staff are more likely to be upset and furious and um, about being told too late. And it really is a slap in the face if you think about it. Here you are, you're, you're important to me, you're important to my practice, you're important to the, the ongoing success of the practice, you're so important that I'm not even gonna bother to include you in one of the most important decisions affecting the practice. Instead, I'm gonna wait and tell you at the last minute. It, it really is, well, I, I hate to be this candid about it, but it really is a cowardly move. It's a cowardly move to tell the staff at the last minute. Really, the most professional approach is to tell the staff as early in the process as possible but I'm like you, my drop dead day is after a letter of intent signed and the financing contingencies met. Um, that's, the, that's the very latest I'll, I'll allow it to go. But the thing is, usually when I sit down and tell doctors about the benefits of telling the staff early on, and they're nothing but benefits in my experience, because A, staff really leave, rarely leave, if ever. And like you pointed out, if they are going to leave, hey, I'd rather know weeks, months in advance and replace them than to know right at the last minute, like you were saying. And B, their other concern is, well, they'll tell, they'll tell patients. But usually if they if explained- that happen. Yeah, no, that's, that's I, pretty I In fact, I've never had anybody tell me that that's what happened in the practice is that, you know, the staff started telling patients ahead of time. Um, I guess the only time I could see that this being a little bit more sensitive a topic is if you're in a rural community where right. word gets out about everything regardless. So I have a lot of empathy when I have somebody in a rural community that's really wanting a lot of confidentiality until they know for sure that something's finalized with a buyer and then notifying staff. But even then, I like having that same window of two to three weeks before the close date that we're informing them. At a minimum, yeah. Yeah, and then informing uh, the patients. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, and and usually we find another another concern that sellers have is I think candidly they don't know what to say to the staff. They don't know how to tell the staff, and they're concerned about well, what if the staff have questions I'm not prepared to address? And I usually tell them the staff all staff will have three main questions. They're gonna the first question they want to know is will I have a job? So after informing the staff, the best thing to to tell them is. Yes, you have a job. Now, obviously you can't commit the buyer to keeping them on, but in my 23 years experience, several hundred transactions facilitated, I've only had one instance where the seller, excuse me, the buyer didn't keep all of the staff on. Yeah, I've had more than one where I'd say that the buyer didn't intend on keeping one or more of the staff members. And I think that is also reflective of the change in buyers now, because we have some buyers that have multiple practices and inquiring offices, sometimes they're bringing somebody with them. And I've had situations where buyers have brought, you know, a new manager with them that has rubbed everybody the wrong way. So I would say my recommendation in telling the staff about the prospective buyers to have that happen and then have the buyer meet them pretty soon after without any other staff members. So office managers or other individuals coming from another location just so that they can see that the person acquiring the practice is a nice, normal, 
individual that they could see themselves working with. If you wait, you know, a long time from the time that they're informed about a practice transition from the time they meet the buyer, I don't really love that because there are some things that just are better heard from the buyer where the buyer is able to say, hey, I'm excited to work with all of you. I'm excited to have all of you stay with me. I don't intend on making changes to the schedule or your hours or compensation or benefits. I plan on leaving all of that the same. So hearing that from the buyers, I would say more validating than just hearing it from the seller alone. But anyway, go back to what you were saying that there are three things that all staff members want to hear. The first one is that they have a job. Yes, exactly. No, and you're and you're right on. And you touched on the second. The second is how it would affect pay and benefits. And so again, usually as a seller, you don't know. Ultimately, we want to get the buyer and the staff together so that they can he the he or she the buyer can address that question directly with the staff. Um, but the immediate answer is in most cases, it doesn't affect. There is no change to pay and benefits. So being able to reassure the staff that yes, you will high likelihood still have a job and B, it's not gonna change pay and benefits. And then the third question staff have is what do we tell patients? When do we tell them? How do we tell them? And then of course, there's a whole host of housekeeping items. And we generally address all of those during a pre-transition staff meeting and preferably have the buyer there in at that staff meeting. But um, what advice would you give to a seller who's saying, okay, I see the benefits of telling my staff early on. I'm going to list the practice. I want to have them involved in the process. What should I say to them? How should I break the news to them? I typically recommend that they break the news to them, sometimes individually, depending on the dynamics of a practice, sometimes together as a group. Definitely not in a public place. Like I recommend that the meeting is held at the office without any patients around so that the seller can have you know, full attention of the staff and be able to share with them, you know, where they're at in the process of wanting to either retire or move or whatever the reason is for the transition, they can share with them that thought process and then be able to have them digest that information with just them alone, as opposed to, I really don't like having this meeting with the buyer there. I like the seller to be able to just relay this information to their staff members, be able to have the reaction with just them together individually and then maybe the next day or so or later on the same day they could have a secondary meeting to inform or to have them meet the buyer yeah i think that's excellent having a private place being able to sit sit down even one-on-one with some of the staff and then just letting them know i think expressing your appreciation to the staff for, for all for all they do for you and all they do for the practice, letting them know that you value them enough and they're important enough to you and to the practice that you wanted to involve them in this decision early on. Um, I think that's very empowering and it shows a high level of trust and concern and care for the individual. Yeah, I agree. I definitely feel that meeting is, it's typically an emotional one, especially for those retiring because these are individuals they've likely worked with for most of their career. And it's not an easy decision to decide when you're looking to retire and sell. And so a lot of staff members likely can feel and know that it's coming. So they usually aren't very shocked when this meeting takes place, but it's always nice to just hear how valued they are in the practice and that they're a valuable part of the transition process, that they're a valuable individual for the buyer, that they, the buyer sees a lot of value in, in keeping them and having them a part of the practice even after after we close. Yeah, I agree entirely. Well, it looks like we're about our 15 minute mark here. So we want to keep, uh, we know you, you as a listener, your time's valuable. Hopefully these are 
packed full with good information, but done in a condensed manner. Um, so any last thoughts, Marie, to share on this topic of telling staff? No, just best of wishes when you're getting to the point of informing your staff. And I know it's a very difficult part of the process, probably the most uh, anxiety-ridden part of the transition process is when you finally talk to your team about selling your practice. But I know if you do it early on, you will form a lot of trust and loyalty and solidify that with them and hopefully pass that trust and loyalty on to the next prospective buyer. Excellent. I agree. And if you have specific questions about telling staff that we haven't addressed here, feel free to reach out to either of us. We are happy to address questions that we can. But thanks so much for joining us. 